From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, hostile takeovers in crypto, Canadian truckers, and Bitcoin, and adoption keeps growing. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. Today, I want to start a little bit differently. I want to start with a news headline because I want to make sure that you guys hear it so you can write in and tell me your opinion. I really want to get emails and crowdsource ideas talking about the Canadian trucker, the Freedom Convoy, whatever you want to call it, and the rules that were just made yesterday, the rulings that were just made yesterday. I'm going to read you the news right now. And the good thing about listening to the show, I just posted on Twitter yesterday, that we are very close, very, very close to having somebody in every country all over the world listen to this show. And that means we can crowdsource ideas from all over the world, from different backgrounds, ideologies, points of views. And I want to get your opinion on this. Let me read the news first. The Canadian government today, for the first time, invoked the Emergencies Act in a bid to restrict the flow of funds to truck drivers protesting the country's COVID-19 restrictions. Under the Act, the government can freeze bank accounts without going through the court system, as well as take a number of other actions to force the end of these demonstrations. The Canadian Deputy Prime Minister, who also serves as the Finance Minister, which just seems problematic in my opinion, but maybe, you know, Canada's a big country, like, geographically, but... Population-wise, it's kind of small. Maybe it's kind of like working in a small mom-and-pop restaurant where you, you just have like multiple jobs. Like the dishwasher might be the busser too. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Anyway, if you're Canadian, write me and tell me how that works. And I'm sorry for the joke. She says, We are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and anti-terrorist financial rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment providers they use. These actions would also cover cryptocurrencies. If you guys remember, there was a GoFundMe account set up to fund this protest. It had over $9 million in it, and it was shut down February 4th after pressure from the Canadian government, which after it was shut down, people started to look for things that you can't control, like Bitcoin. So almost $700,000 in Bitcoin was raised in a very short amount of time, I think it was like 48 hours, to help fund this protest. I have no clue how much is there right now, but that's what's happening. So these Emergency Act measures take immediate effect, but the government's Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, has one week to receive support from both Canada's legislative bodies, the House of Commons and the Senate. President Bukele of El Salvador, he tweeted this. Are these the people who'd like to give lessons to other countries about democracy and freedom? This is one of the top-ranking countries, in air quotes, democracy index. Your credibility on these topics is now worth zero. And this is what I want your opinion about. Are they crossing the line? Let me know. Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. I want to read your opinions tomorrow, and I want to give you my feedback as well. This is a very, very important conversation to have. Where I kind of want you to go with this is one, just seizing funds for a protest. 
is the protest getting violent? And I'm not Canadian, and I hear, you know, just what's happening in the news, so I don't know. They said it's very disruptive, and there's aggression, they said. I, don't, I, hear, I didn't hear anything about violence. Let me know what you're hearing in Canada. Also, let me know if the financial disruption, as we saw one of the major trade bridges was closed up until recently, they had it cleared, the government, the Canadian government had it cleared because it was blocking commerce between the U.S. and trade between the U.S. and Canada. And so is the financial disruption worth more than the political discourse? Do you think that there's a line to be drawn where it says, okay, this is enough is enough. Now we're just going to shut this down. You had your time to protest. Now we have to get back to work. We have to get back to normal. Or do you think this is a complete infringement of freedom of speech, freedom of protest, democracy, liberty? You let me know. I didn't want to prime this to make you think of one way or the other, but I would love your opinion. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11.15 Eastern Standard Time. Oh, by the way, this is AM. Bitcoin is in at $44,206, up 3.6% in 24. Ethereum's at $3,121, up 6.2%. Tether's number three. Binance Coin is at $432, up almost 8%. And USDC is number five. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Cardano, Solana, Luna, and Avalanche. Total market cap, we're approaching $2 trillion. It says $1.98 trillion. If we're looking at CoinGecko, not CoinMarketCap, it will be over $2 trillion. We have a BTC dominance of 42.2 and an F dominance of 18.8. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day today is number 47 on CoinMarketCap. IOTA, ticker M-I-O-T-A. Price is 88.1 cents. It's up almost 4% in 24. Market cap is 2.45 billion. Fully diluted market cap is 2.45 billion. 100% is in circulation. Its all-time high was set four years ago, December 19, 2017. It's one of those coins that we were all looking at back in the day. It was at $5.69. All-time low was two years ago during the bear at 7.9 cents. However, it is up 149,000%. You can buy it on Binance, Bifinex, KuCoin and Huobi. So what is IOTA? IOTA is a distributed ledger with one big difference. It isn't actually a blockchain. Instead, it's a proprietary technology known as a Tangle, a system of nodes that confirm transactions. The foundation behind this platform says it offers far greater speeds than conventional blockchains and an ideal footprint for an ever-expanding Internet of Things ecosystem. Because there's no blockchain, there are no miners, and because there's no miners, there are no fees. Many established networks see cost balloon when there's congestions on their blockchain, but IOTA aims to provide limitless throughput at minimal expense. And that's number 47, IOTA, ticker M-I-O-T-A. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Moving into some more headlines. 
it was only a matter of time before a 1980s-style hostile corporate takeover went on chain. And yesterday, Build Finance became one of the first decentralized autonomous organizations or DAOs to fall victim to this phenomenon. The Build Finance DAO has been the target of a hostile governance takeover in which a malicious actor has put forward and succeeded with a proposal to take control of the Build token contract, wrote the project's Twitter account yesterday. So, like traditional corporations, DAOs are subject to the whims of their stakeholders, or in this case, token holders. These token holders can use their token hodlings to make proposals for how organizations should pursue internal projects, how the treasury should be spent, and so on. Other token hodlers can vote on whether these proposals should be executed or not. Well, in the case of this one, Build Finance, one individual particular token hodler was able to pass a proposal that handed over the Build token contract. They also took control of the project's minting keys, governance contract, and treasury according to Build Finance. This individual was able to pass such advantageous proposals because they enjoyed a huge number of tokens. Basically, they had a controlling share and vote of the contract. So is this it for Build? Not really. They could fork the project and continue on a different path, leaving the other contract or the other, uh, I guess the, the one that this one individual owns now, kind of just sitting with his own control, with nobody to help him out. So they could do that, but it's not clear if they're going to do that. Here is my opinion, or here's my my questions. It's that I've been podcasting and talking to people in this space since 2017, so five years ago. And I've spoken about this many times with many different people. And a lot of people build their DAOs so that one person couldn't have an outrageous amount of control. You know, if it's a very simple you know, structure, you buy more tokens and you get a bigger control. Well, a lot of companies or a lot of DAOs, actually a better way to put it, a lot of DAOs, has thought about this. And so you can stake a, a certain amount of tokens and get a certain amount of voting power. So you cannot exceed this. Um, and there's many different variations of that. So this idea, this has existed for a long time so that one person couldn't just take over. And so I'm very curious why this build team didn't implement something like that earlier. And the other thing is everything's on chain. So you can see if somebody or some person or one wallet controls a huge amount of tokens. So it seems as though that they should have known. They should have been seeing that this accumulation was happening on chain. And they should have maybe made some decisions early on to make sure that this didn't happen. So is it maybe negligence? This is just a question. Is it negligence? Is it irresponsibility? Is it an experience? I don't know. It just seems strange that these conversations were happening for years already and they just weren't implemented in a proper way. And now we have this and then everybody's surprised. But in full transparency, I don't know much about Build and I'm just reading from this article. And those are the questions I had. If you know more, email me, Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Gemini client IRA financial hacked for $36 million. The hacker stole $21 million in Bitcoin, $15 million in Ethereum from retirement accounts held with IRA Financial Trust on February 8th, according to a report from Bloomberg. Originally, they just thought, oh, suspicious activity. Don't worry about it. However, according to an email that was allegedly sent to affected users, it says this. Our investigation is still ongoing, but an assessment indicates an attempted theft of cryptocurrency funds within the impacted accounts occurred. We are proactively utilizing all available resources to recover the funds. Impacted users are complaining that they've been locked out of their accounts as they await answers. DJ Steve Aoki said he made more money with NFTs than from 10 years of music advances. He said, if I didn't have DJing, I would have to get a job. And he's, I guess he's implying to how much he charges to DJ. Look, I, I worked in clubs for a while, and to get some of these big names out there, you're paying six figures just to get them to do an hour set. 
it's absolutely insane so you see these guys touring around on the stages all over the place just know that they're getting paid really 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 well he said this if i was going to break it down in the past 10 years i've been making music six albums and you combine all those advances what i did with one drop in nfts last year made more money he continued to say as music nfts become more of a part of how we integrate and support artists the labels will have to do more than just add the song on a playlist and finally this is important news crypto lending firm blockfi must pay 100 million dollars to federal and state security regulators to settle charges that it failed to properly register its high-yield BlockFi interest accounts according to a press release Monday from the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm must pay a $50 million penalty to the SEC and $50 million to fines in 32 states, stop registering new accounts, and meet the requirement of the Investment Company Act within 60 days. So what does this mean for you? And I'm going to basically summarize what I got from BlockFi because I'm on their emailing list, and this is what happens. This is what they said. If you have an account, you will still earn interest and you'll get paid interest monthly. If you take your funds out of the account, you cannot bring them back in. So if you want to transfer your money out, you even though you have an account that's an old account, if you bring it back in, you won't get paid interest on it. They're only going to pay interest on accounts that they already are paying interest on if you don't move your money out. You cannot add more funds to your account. Meaning, let's just say you have $10,000 in your BlockFi and you're earning interest on it. If you add another $1,000 to make it $11,000, you're only going to earn interest on your $10,000. And no new customers until they have an SEC-approved product. That means if you're telling your friends to go on BlockFi and earn interest, they're not going to get interest. They can open an account. They can put their money there. <laughs> they can put their funds there, their stable coins, their Bitcoin, but they're not going to earn on it until they have an SEC-approved product. Into this episode of the Decrypt Daily, my name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and leave us a comment. Also, open up the Spotify app, smash the five stars in the rating system. Make sure everybody knows this is the best damn crypto news show in the business. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.